The following program is a Hatton Media Solutions podcast production. Welcome to the ADV Motorcycle Podcast, your adventure riding and dual sport headquarters. Featuring bike reviews, tech tips, tales from on and off the road, and some stories from the Dakar and other rallies across the globe. This is episode two of the ADV Motorcycle Podcast. Joining me is Don Hatton, three-time Dakar Rally competitor, uh, Dubai Rally. Did I miss any? What else have you done? Uh, I've done Dubai, Tunisia, Italy, Mexico. I've done a lot. Hey, shout out to everyone that, that tried us out, and we appreciate that. I got a couple of stats, over 2,000 views and, uh, and downloads in our first week, which is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, everybody. If you are listening to this on Apple, please subscribe because it gives us better uh, numbers. And rank it, too. Give us those stars. Click the stars that you're looking at right now. We, we do appreciate that. So on this week's uh, episode, we are going to talk about tires and uh, more specifically the tires that we should be running in slippery, muddy conditions, which I know you've been seeing a lot of lately, Dad. Um, also, we're going to get some tips on riding in that mud. We're going to talk about what you should be wearing in the rain on your face. Like, should you be going for the goggles? Should you be going for the flip-down shield? Um, and we're also going to do a product review. And uh, this one is, you say, the one item you will never ride without. So we'll find out uh, exactly what that is. But let's start with uh, the same way we're going to start every show for the next few months anyways. Is What did you learn on the 2018 BMW 1200 GS? You got the Rally Edition. What did you learn about your new bike this week? I was able to finally get it up in the mountain and really, really test it out. And uh, enduro mode on this bike works very well. This bike is amazing. Uh, the suspension was so good. It, it's like, honestly, it, it, it feels like an enduro bike when you're riding it. It's so smooth over the bumps. And uh, what I really noticed about it was the power delivery on it is amazing. You can you can actually pull the front wheel up over the, over the puddles as easy as i can on my 450 it's just the bike i just love it and the the, uh six and a half inch tft screen on it it's it's like so clear and so easy to read what's going on with your bike when you're riding it's just i really really like this bike and uh, i also heard a rumor that uh, you learned about how to fuel it up properly too (laughs) what the heck happened with it yeah you know something it's every once in a while um technology beats me and uh i was uh running it down to get a gassed up and I, I grabbed the gas cap and it wouldn't open and I couldn't find anywhere to put the key in so I figured well it must be electronic so I hit I, I literally hit every button on that bike to try and get that gas cap to open and, and I don't have a manual for now so I didn't quite know how to get it to work so I, I googled it and I found out that you have to actually start the bike and turn it off at least for my bike that's what I had to do and then I, I, I believe you have 30 seconds to it at once to turn it off so yeah i was a little bit worried i'm sure glad i found out about it before i was uh driving down the road to a gas station and not being able to open it so my brother kevin also teaches at the off-road schools with my dad and i wanted to get his version let's find out what really happened dad was running around pretty frantically he was going googling there's a few guys waiting around just waiting for dad to get his Together, really and it turns out he couldn't figure out how to open the gas tank <laughs> the, for some reason it wasn't like the old gas tank you couldn't just flip a switch and open up the lever so he was googling trying to figure it out 
it probably took him, in his words, an hour to figure it out. As soon as you turn the bike off, then you let it sit for 30 seconds and you're able to then pop the, um, the latch that lets you access the gas tank. I guess it's a theft deterrent so that nobody can siphon the gas. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was, I, I think they've taken technology too far. Who needs an electronic gas cap? I actually don't mind opening my gas cap. So, um, all right, I'm gonna give that one, uh, uh, that's a three. So I'm giving the bike at an eight or a nine or a ten, but I'm giving the gas cap a two or three out of ten. <laughs> that's I like I like that you have to Google to put gas in, but hey, uh, there you go. There's another thing: never leave home without your smartphone because it could save your butt. I know it has, I, and I guarantee you, everybody has a story of like learning a trick or a life hack or anything to get to get your bike home uh, that you Googled. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, I think the problem is that you know I pick up the bike, and when I picked up the bike from the dealer. They just assume that I know about the bike, and I don't think anyone actually was thinking this has an electronic gas cap. So there they give electronic gas cap to a guy who is not the most literate guy when it comes to technology, and I, I go to gas up my bike, and the whole class has to wait for me because I'm looking like an idiot going, how do you open this thing? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now, you did teach your school, and... Uh... It was a really, really muddy week of riding. So um, let's talk about tires. I know every that's always the number one thing anyone ever asks you about is tires, tires, tires. So what kind of tires were you running in these muddy, slippery riding conditions? I was running Metzler uh, Karoos. I think that's how you pronounce it. I was running pronounce it. I was uh, running Karo 3s, and those tires were, were really good. They they really hooked up well in the mud, and we we dealt with some serious mud this weekend. And I was able to, there there really wasn't anything that stopped me. I, I I could start in the mud. I could I could climb hills in it, and the bike the bike didn't at at no time did I did I have a lack of confidence in in the bike in the mud. Uh, and the front end hooked up well. The back end hooked up well. They, they're good tires. Uh, how were they on the road going to and from the, the woods? I found them to be pretty good. Uh, I haven't used them in the dry all that much, but they're not. I don't find them to be to be too noisy. Uh, the road conditions were a bit wet. I didn't find any kind of scary moments when I was on the road with them. So, uh, you know, I, I think the problem a lot of adventure guys, they, or a lot of guys with adventure bikes, they they go out and try to buy a high mileage tire, and you, you, you you're going to sacrifice something. And as soon as you go for high mileage, you're sacrificing traction in the mud. So, this tire hooked up really well. I don't know. I don't know what kind of wear the Metzlers get. I haven't had a chance to use these ones that long, uh, but I, I I would absolutely recommend them. The the tires they hooked up so well, and the only other tire that I found to be really close to them was the Conti the Continentals TKC 80s, I think they're called or TK 80s. Um, I found those tires hooked up pretty well, but I, I am giving the Metzlers a nod on the on a better side. I think they for me anyways on my, on this bike they hooked up really well. If you don't know, Don, uh, he's the, the head instructor and owner of Off-Road Skills Canada, which is uh, a fantastic off-road riding school. Um, so you're, you had your first school of the year, so it was kind of a sloppy condition. But you know what? It's probably the, a great time to, I mean, really get brush up on your motorcycle skills when you're riding those conditions. Yeah, it, it can be. Although, you know, a lot of these people haven't ridden a whole lot off-road, so it's 
I mean, when you have dry conditions, it definitely makes it easier to learn how to, to stand properly on the bike and do all of the things you have to do. But, you know, in real life, you're going to run into mud. So it was a great opportunity to teach people how to ride in the mud. And it's not, um, you know, it's not a condition we get all the time in our riding schools. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely a benefit for our class because uh, we did get to show them how to, how to get going and get moving in mud. And then everyone at Muddy Faces at the end of the day always, like, has everyone <laughs> taking selfies. And it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit more fun sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it, although, again, when you're just learning how to ride, it's maybe not so much fun because you're spending a lot of time on the ground. But you don't get hurt. You kind of slide along and you get messy, but you don't get hurt. And, and there was definitely some people covered in mud this weekend. And um, one rider in particular looked like they'd been rolling around in the mud all weekend. But um, there still was that big smile and i think that's the most important thing in the school that rider would be my brother probably by the sounds of it the guy <laughs> who's crashed more bikes than anybody on the planet he's crashed actually i would say actually honest kevin has crashed more bikes that he doesn't own than anyone i've ever met in my life yeah, i'm gonna vote for for you on that one because i won't even let him ride my new bmw <laughs> because i don't want any scratches on it and as you know the bike that he's riding right now when he got it it was immaculate and for some reason he decided to do some pretty radical extreme terrain on it. And that bike after one ride was looking like it had been dragged down the road. So he is not riding my new BMW. Yeah. That's like KLR 650 he's on, which he didn't pay for, which is exactly why he trashes. I guarantee you if he, if he bought it himself, it would be the cleanest, best looking bike on the block. Always. Yeah, it's true. Let's talk about some tips for the inexperienced mud riders. Well, I think that the most important thing for, for inexperienced riders is that you don't want to be doing sudden things. So you don't want to be grabbing a handful of brake. You don't want to be popping the clutch. And you, you want to make sure you get in the right riding position. And, you know, the biggest thing, you, the most important thing in, in riding is to, to off-road riding is to stand. And if you're not standing, there's just no way you can control that bike in the mud. Um, although sometimes you have to paddle, and it, it doesn't have to be pretty, but generally – you, you want to be standing and you want to make sure that you're, um, you know, and your weight is in the right position to get the bike to hook up. So you're standing up on the pegs. You got your bar. It's really hard to just describe it on, the, on a podcast because you actually have to see it. But you want to be standing up, centered over the bike. And, you know, if you feel your bike starting to break loose, you want to just slightly get your weight back a little bit and get some traction on that rear wheel. A good way to describe it would be similar to skiing, you know, skiing position, attack position. They call it on uh, a lot of dirt bikes. Uh, but let's talk about gripping the bike when it's slippery, because I know that's always a big topic too. Like, do you do you go loosey goosey and let the bike do its thing? Are you hanging on to it and going with the bike? What's what do you recommend? I recommend <laughs> I recommend whatever is working. So generally, you want to hold on with your knees and try not to you know, try to become one with the bike. But sometimes you have to loosen your knees and let the bike have a little bit of a mind of its own. Particularly if you get into some muddy rut, things like that. Um, but if you're going, if you're climbing a slightly muddy uphill, you definitely want to get your weight back a little bit and, and hold onto the bike with your knees. The most important thing is that you don't have a death grip on the handlebars. You want to make sure that you're you're really loose in the bars and your arms are relaxing. You know, let the bike have a little bit of a, a, a mind of its own. As soon as you start fighting the bike, that's that's when you get into trouble. I would say, if you're going to go out on an adventure ride and you haven't and you don't actually know how to do it, you need to go and find a school like ours or even come to our school. And, and learn how to do it correctly because it's really important. You can't you can't just get three or four tips and go. Okay, I think I can ride off road. You really need to come and have someone watch you and go. You you know you got to be get your bars set up. You got your 
arms set up, everything set up in the right position so that you can ride your motorcycle off-road correctly. And that's exactly what you guys do at Off-Road Skills Canada. Um, you got drills, you've got different, I mean, you literally have a section for like every single thing that you're going to come across on an off-road ride. We try to make sure that we, we teach you all, most of the obstacles that you're going to run into on a normal adventure ride. We, we do have an advanced school where we take you and we teach you things that you may not run into all the time. Um, but we don't get a big call for the advanced school, and, and I don't blame them. I mean, how many guys want to jump a, a GS1200 over a log? But if you want to learn how to do that, we definitely have a school for it. Um, even myself, riding along, and I can jump a log with my bike, um, I would prefer to go around it. So um, we teach you the basics to get you going so that if you want to go down to South America or you want to explore Mexico and you come across the, an area where the road's been washed out or it's gone, uh, and you're now on gravel, sand, we'll teach you how to ride that. And uh, that's because you've got a lot of experience doing so, doing uh, the Baja Rally and uh, Dakar Rally. And so what? maybe let's, let's, we've been talking about mud all day, so let's stick with that. What, what's the muddiest stage, the muddiest rally story you have for us? I would say the, the, the muddiest stage that I can remember was uh, day two or three of the 2010 Dakar uh, we, we went up through the mountains and it was foggy and raining and it was the mud was really really deep and and uh, unfortunately my, uh, my 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 mechanic hadn't changed my tires so I had desert tires on and um, I thought I, I didn't know he hadn't changed them so I, I was riding at a pretty good clip and I hit a very muddy section and I and it was going quite quickly so I, I thought if I if I could just drift the bike into the there was a bit of a berm on the side of the road. And I thought if I could just drift the bike into the berm and bounce off it, I could scrub off some speed and maybe get this bike under control. And unfortunately, my Dakar bike was quite heavy, and it hit the berm on the side of the road and went right through it. And I went down the bank and tumbled down, and it was quite a big crash. And I pulled myself up, and my goggles were twisted. There's mud all over my face. My camelback was flipped upside down. And I'm standing there kind of, whoa, that was big. And out of nowhere, this old man with the donkey comes walking up and hands me a Kleenex for my goggles. So that that's my that's my funniest and, and probably worst mud story in that car. So he cleans up my goggles and I I head on my way. But that, that was a, a really tough section and it was it was like trying to ride uh, trying to ride mud with hide nose. It was I, a tough, tough I just love it. That's funny. <laughs> this picture in the old so was it like an old like a, in Peru? Were you in Peru at that for that stage? No, I was in I was in Argentina, but um, he, I guess he'd witnessed the whole crash. So he he I don't think he I guess he was feeling really sympathetic to me and going, "What the hell?" And he handed me a, a Kleenex to clean my goggles with, and I guess that was his his contribution to the to trying to make me feel better for what I what I just done. Yeah, I, I would think that it was probably a pretty spectacular crash to watch because I was probably an hour when I hit the through it and then slid down the bank and you know i didn't get hurt because it was mud it was just sheer it was just a sheer mud ride it was a, i slid on my side all the way down the bank in the mud what were you riding what were you running on your for your headgear this weekend were you running goggles or the flip down shield uh, i don't use flip down shield off-road and i don't think anyone should uh, everyone and if you do you should at least have a pair of goggles with you i think it's a really good idea to carry goggles with you at all times and if you're in the in the rain and the, it's not so bad in the rain because you can kind of wipe it off. But 
helmets and you're wearing a flip shield or even one of those um, helmets where the whole front piece pops up, it doesn't help you because the dust gets underneath it and you can't get rid of it. So you should always have a set of goggle, a pair of goggles with you when you're riding. All right, let's move on to my favorite part of the podcast, product review. Product placement is when companies pay to have their goods inserted into the narratives of film and television. Done. Boom. Right? Side note, we don't actually get paid to talk about any products, but we'd like to. So, finish this sentence. The one piece of equipment I will never ride without is what? I would never ride without my spot locator. And, and it, I ride by myself a lot, but even if I'm with friends... It's just like this security blanket with me that goes that I know that if I get into trouble, I can push this button and someone's going to come for me. So maybe it's this weird paranoia I have about having problems all by myself, but my spot and I do not leave home without each other. A side note, if you want to buy one, maybe you don't have that equipment on your motorcycle, um, I price one out. You can find spot like as cheap spot locators as around 120 bucks at Walmart even. You can get them. So there you go. Yeah, the, I, I really like my spot. I mean, there's some more advanced um, locators that you can get, and you can send all sorts of messages. And But, you know, I don't, I'm not really into sending a whole bunch of texts while I'm riding. I just want to be able to get help, and so I, I, that's why I like spot. All right. Um, what's coming up for you this week? Are you going to get any riding? I know you're going traveling. Um, where are you guys headed? We're heading to Vegas, and I'm going to do, if, I'm, if all goes well, I'm hoping to get down to the Dumont Dunes and do a little riding in the dunes and get start sharpening, resharpening my sand skills. So oh, nice. Probably going to spend a day or so riding in the sand. Oh, that sounds like fun. And the heat. And no rain and no mud. Although riding in mud and riding in sand are very similar. Um, and what's coming up with uh, Off-Road Skills Canada School? Yeah, we, our next school is April 29th, so... We're going to take another fresh class of students up into the mountains, and, and we're going to try all the drills and uh, just really have a lot of fun. It's, I'm pretty, I, I think I'm one of the luckiest guys around. I get to go out in the mountains and ride every couple of weeks with a bunch of friends, new friends, who, who love riding as much as I do. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to our April 29th session, and uh, we've got some great people coming. And we got actually, this next class, we have quite a few females, so pretty excited about it. OffRoadSkillsCanada.com, and uh, actually, if you follow uh, Offroad Skills Canada on Instagram, we are going to be doing shortly a contest to give away a free school. So follow us on there online. That's the best way to do it. Also on Facebook, and uh, you could win a free school, which would be pretty fun. Details to come. All right, thanks for joining me, and thanks for listening to another week of ADV Motorcycle Podcast. We'll chat with you next week, Dad. All right, keep it on two wheels, everybody. Questions about the show? Email advpodcast at gmail.com. Have a safe week of riding.